I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Stuart Cruz on the line, and he's the President and Chief Investment Advisor over at Cruz Asset Management. Stuart, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me on. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Cruise Asset Management, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business? Well, I probably took, I think a lot of financial advisors took a random kind of walk path. In my case, I started off as a chemical engineer and worked for Goodyear for a while, transferred me around uh, to various different aspects within Goodyear, and then... Um, got my MBA at Northwestern and kind of said, what do I want to be when I grow up? And decided that uh, I wanted to be a financial advisor because I thought it kind of allowed me to get into a wide variety of disciplines at the time. And um, so I went for work for Lehman Brothers in New York in 1999 and been in this field for 20 years now. So, you know, obviously a lot has changed in the field since you started. Um, and to my, in my opinion, it's really wide enough in terms of um, possibilities for career paths. Um, there's some, you know, younger audience listening right now that are maybe a couple of years out of college. Um, what kind of advice would you give them on breaking into that whole financial advisory slash asset management space? This field is wide open for the younger advisor. If you look at the metrics, we're all getting older, and the replacement group is not really coming online as fast as a lot of re uh, advisors are retiring. There's some, I'm probably going to misquote these numbers, but it's something like two-thirds of the financial advisors out there are going to retire in the next five to ten years, and there's not nearly as many people coming online. So I think um, just getting in the game, yeah, I've heard examples of, or at least um, uh, ideas of going in and saying, hey, I want to work for you for, for free or for three months or six months and get trained. And then, um, so kind of be an apprentice, if you will, if you really want to break in, because quite honestly, people aren't going to turn over their money to somebody that's, you know, mid-20s. But if you're part of a team and you get that experience, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a great ride for the next couple of decades for somebody getting in the business now. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm like, now, now that there's just so many um, avenues to go through and once upon a time becoming a financial advisor or a broker, depending on how far back you go, that meant you just, you, you were doing a whole lot of cold calling. That meant you were doing a whole lot of things you may not have wanted to do. Nowadays, there's room for everybody. It's really become that, um, that business where you can really focus on helping people. And if you don't like sales and maybe you join somebody else that does like sales, if you like sales, you do that part. I mean, there's just so many ways to um, collaborate that I always tell young people like yeah yeah you should definitely look under the layers of what you maybe think is out there because there's a lot of things going on especially in fintech that you may not be aware of um, let's switch it up a bit Stuart I want to get into what you're doing uh, over at cruise asset management so first tell me a little bit more about the business please so in my world um, when I got in the business it was a lot of 
I will say investment by committee. You looked at analysts' work, you tried to read the reports, um, then you would sell, as you mentioned, you'd sell the analyst story to some of your clients and try to get them to trade. So I do go back to the day of cold calling and selling on commissions and whatnot. And um, it was a grind for sure. And the reality is, if you really look at the data, analyst reports are no, usually no better than statistical noise. So they didn't really help the clients. And what you were doing was just basically trying to turn over a client's portfolio. So when I got in the field over 20 years ago, big data wasn't really a thing at the time, but I was an engineer, so I was used to working with data. And when I said, hey, how would I manage money? Because our portfolio managers are underperforming and the analysts aren't really helping because really our loyalty at the time for our analysts was for the investment banking group and not for the retail client. And to be honest, it probably still is for the most of the large investment banks. That's why they have to provide third-party independent um, research reports. But at the same time, I said, let's look at the math. Does the math help? And I did my research myself. I asked a very simple question. I said, are there fundamental characteristics of stocks that tend to lead towards outperformance a year from that point in time? And I found that there are quite a lot of these fundamental characteristics that give you an advantage. So I basically moneyballed finance. You would think finance was using a lot of numbers, but most of the people, they rely on investment committees and, and their gut. And what I did was I took it the other direction. I looked at statistics to try and get an edge. And now it's becoming a lot more prevalent, but I've been doing this for close to 20 years now. That's awesome. And yeah, I, I definitely see the, uh, and as, as we go a little bit further into the behavioral um, science or behavioral finance type of things, um, people are focusing more on, of course, financial planning, but that other side of it, that other, that investment piece, and I like how you say you took the money ball approach to it versus the um, investment by committee approach, because um, for those of you listening that are, if you've been around for a long time, you've been investing for a long time, then you were probably used to um, putting all your faith in that investment committee, and that's how it was. That's how it was a while ago, um, but now it's leaning more and more towards what you've been doing for a long time. I love it. Um, so, Stuart, any type of uh, trends you're noticing just in the industry in general? It doesn't have to be an investment trend. I just mean um, you're, you have a unique vantage point having um, kind of aged through the industry, moving into this fintech period that we're currently um, going into or have been in for a while. Um, any kind of trends you care to comment on? Trends? I feel like there's a bunch of them. Of course, there's a lot of consolidation going in the on an industry, and I think that's been going on for quite a bit. When you talk to some of the larger firms, they'll say mm -hmm. that you just can't compete unless you have um, a lot of this platform built out in order to service the clientele. Um, there's a lot of movement towards fintech, like you said, the free services, the robo-advisors, you see that out there, and I think millennials tend to lean more towards that than some of the um, some of what I'll call old-timers. I'm in my mid-50s right now, so um, I guess I get leeway to say that. But I, I do believe, um, and it was scary for a while, I do believe people are always going to be looking for that financial advice when there's something that happens 
whether it's a political question, the president says something you agree or disagree with, this president, presidents before, presidents future, it's always going to be something, or whether there's some sort of crisis on the horizon that the media are pushing so that they can sell airtime, there's always going to be questions, and it's going to be very difficult for um, an automated system to handle that question. You always have people that are looking to have that inner connection, and with their money and their future, I believe that they're still going to want somebody to talk to. So while there are huge movements towards more technological advancements, I think there will also always still be that hands-on approach in the one-to-one format. That's awesome. So, Stuart, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on cruise asset management, um, what's the best way for them to reach out and get it? They can reach me in a variety of ways. It would be at our website at cruiseassetmanagement.com or most of the social media is, uh, let's say, like Facebook, LinkedIn, at cruiseam.com. I have a book coming out in probably a month or two called License to Steal, which talks about the pitfalls of investing versus how you can kind of turn the tables on Wall Street. And so be on the lookout for that as well. That's awesome. Um, We'll have to get you back on the show when that comes out. So uh, let me know when it comes out. Shoot me an email, and we will um, do a whole episode just on the book. Love to help authors promote their books and to to get the word out. So great stuff there. And I know you have a lot to share considering your history and uh, how long and what you've done, been able to accomplish in your career. Uh, So, Stuart, thank you for coming on the show today and uh, sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at Cruise Asset Management. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Stuart, thanks again for coming on the show. 